Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Fitness Mindset Podcast. In this episode we're going to discuss a serious subject that many people have suffered from it and is one of my the most common questions among my clients and among my audience. They always keep asking me like, why do we binge and how can we stop binge eating? So the structure in today's episode will gonna be First, we're going to talk about what is binge eating. How can you diagnose if you have binge eating? What's the triggers behind it? And how can you deal with it? So, what is binge eating? Binge eating is an eating disorder. And so many people confuse that they have binge eating, whereas they just eat more. It is different. So, binge eating it is considered eating a massive amount of food in short period of time. For example, in a couple of hours. While you're doing this, you feel like you're out of control, like you can't stop eating. Most of the time this happens with snacks, high sugar and high fatty foods. And you just feel like you can't uh, give in even if you're full. It's different than... Um, eating more on the Thanksgiving table because the food was too delicious or having a, a dinner out and getting a second plate just because the food was too delicious again. That's not binge eating. Binge eating, it is the eating behavior has to occur at least once or twice a week for the minimum amount of two to three months. People in binge eating, they eat faster than normal um, you eat until you feel uncomfortably full. You even eat when you're not hungry. And most of the times, people that binge, they eat alone because they feel shame. And after they finish with binge, the um, feelings of disgust, feeling of shame uh, or depressed and guilt comes along. So the different stages of binge eating is... One to two times a week, it is considered a mild binge eating disorder. Four to five times, it is considered more moderate. Eight to 13, severe. And more than that, it is considered an extreme eating disorder. And you might need to consider getting uh, professional help. Now, what's the triggers? Um, Binge eating is mainly triggered by our emotions. According to studies, the most common emotions that trigger binge eating are sadness, anger, and frustration. And uh, in one study, frustration has been broken down to emotions like discouragement, resentment, uh, guilt, and inadequacy. But regardless of the trigger, what happens is that you're unable to tolerate or deal with these negative emotions and eating becomes your coping mechanism. Well, at at some extent, eating will provide you some temporary relief. But unfortunately, this won't last long because it usually follows by guilt and more disappointment. Because think about it. If you you said that you want to lose weight or you are on a specific diet and from what happened in one day, it might be with... um, an interpersonal relationship with another human being or you just feel sad 
or lonely that day, especially now during the lockdown, many people in the world may experience loneliness. And you end up binge eating. What's the result of it? So you trade some... You, you trade instant gratification to get it now from binge eating, but in the long run, you will feel worse. Because as soon as you finish with the binging, a couple hours later or an hour later, you will feel guilt. You will feel more, more disappointed with yourself. You will feel bad, really bad with yourself because you, you're going to feel like you betrayed yourself. You had a plan and now you just let you down. And that's what you need to understand about binge eating or by breaking these promises with yourself. It's very important not to do them. Anyway, usually people consume, as I said before, high sugary and high fatty foods. I don't know anyone who binges on celery or broccoli. You know, most people will binge on donuts, chocolate, pizza, or snacks like uh, crisps. And that happens, as David Goggins have said, because we seek the mouth pleasure. You seek the instant gratification from the mouth pleasure. Because our mouth is um, a very intimate area in our body. Like, um, is is one of my primal instincts, because we're born to eat and use our mouth to eat and survive. So it's really woven in the survival brain. Also, through our mouth, we express ourselves through talking and we sow intimacy with other human beings through kissing. Therefore, you need to realize that our mouth plays a very important role in, um, in our emotion world, in our intimate world. And by knowing that, then you that this opens you more possibilities and perception on to why you've linked your mouth pleasure with satisfaction, with short-term satisfaction. But as we said earlier, this is just the instant gratification that will numb the pain, but it will not deal with the pain. Because the binge eating triggered by these emotions, to treat it, to actually deal with it, the only and best option is to deal with your emotions and not trying to distract yourself by eating or in, in the same category is the binge watching or binge scrolling nowadays. You know, sitting on a couch, scrolling on social media or watching the one episode after the other on the Netflix. And I know how tricky it is because as soon as the episode ends, and most of the times it ends in a suspenseful way. The other one is in automatic to, to get to push forward, you know. But you need to realize that as long as you keep spending this time on binge watching, binge scrolling, binge eating, all you do is just filling this void inside of you with the instant gratification solutions that at the end of the day, when you reflect back to them, you will feel worse. So what can you do instead is either deal with a problem in the first place or find things that matters to you, truly matters. If you 
go after if, if you make your life more meaningful more purposeful and you don't just chase you know this cliche happiness thing happiness means purposeful for me so if you go after for a meaningful life you'll see that you won't have all these needs to binge eat to binge watch or all these needs for instant gratification because the long-term gratification the long-term reward will matter for you more than all these instant instant gratification slash distractions. Now, according to studies and science, how can we actually treat and deal with binge eating? Well, there are two main um, treatments that are suggested from psychology. And the one is the CBT therapy, the cognitive behavior therapy, or the dialectical behavior therapy, the DBT. So CBT addresses the issue that binge eating also comes from over-restricting diets. When we restrict ourselves for so long, then the normal rebellion, our our normal rebellion self would be to want to have what it couldn't have for all this time. And that's why I hate all this over-restricting diets. And I believe balance is the key. And the, the other issue is that we over-focus on our body image. You know, in our modern society world and in the media world, the, all these aesthetic pushing forward images and stereotypes, all these role models, and we're just so obsessed with aesthetic. And the DPD addresses the emotions that trigger the binge eating and help you to identify, tolerate, and find ways to cope with them. It is less focused on our personal relationships, but mostly focused on our inner world. And part of it is the mindfulness. And mindful eating might be a good solution for you as well to solve this issue once and for all. So, if we, mindful, if we become more mindful about ourselves, we will start to realize the patterns and we will start to realize what are our actual triggers. Why do we binge? What's the emotional void that we want to cover? Okay, now, enough with the theory. How can we actually deal with it? In a practical perspective, I would suggest you start tracking your behavior, like what happened the day you binged. What were the emotions that triggered you to binge it? What, they, what were their emotions that you couldn't deal with? Therefore, you looked for these instant gratification moments. And I would say the same thing either would be with a binge eating or with a binge watching or binge scrolling. Try to track yourself and find out your triggers. And my biggest advice on that would be start journaling because that way you won't need to remember the triggers. You just need to read them. So at the end of the day, even if you lost the battle with binging, it's okay. Just write it down because that way you will be more prepared for the next time. You will be more aware. It's all about awareness. Bring yourself back to awareness. Reading it a few times will give you more awareness. And when this happened to you again, your memory will remember that that was my trigger. Therefore, you won't be unprepared this time you will be more prepared for the fight. 
Some other people might tell you that try to find ways to distract yourself, like, as I said before, instead of binge eating, binge watching, or do some work. But I don't think that's a good solution, because trading one binge behavior with another binge behavior, um, I, d- I, don't f- I don't think it's any good, you know. Or numbing the pain instead of dealing with it, you know, uh, it's still not a good solution, because at the end of the day, you didn't deal with it, you didn't clean your house, you just put all the dirt underneath the couch, but it's still there. What you want is to clean the floor. And my final advice is, back to the first one, process your feelings that cause the binging. Not only track them and identify them, but now start processing them. Do you binge when you feel sad? Do you binge when you feel angry? Frustrated, lonely, and allow yourself to actually feel these emotions before you try to numb them or distract yourself by binging, uh, binge eating, binge watching, binge scrolling, or whatever, any distractions that you may find, any distracting mechanism that you have to cope with these emotions. The first thing you have to do to deal with them is to stop labeling these emotions as bad emotions. There are no bad or good emotions. There are negative and positive emotions that makes us feel better or worse. But at the end of the day, if we don't know how to deal with our emotions, even too much happiness, if we are ecstatic in our happiness, might lead in wrong decisions as well, might ring in wrong choices. Therefore, stop labeling the emotions and start dealing with the emotions, accept them and embrace them because all of our emotions are part of ourselves. Negative emotions and positive emotions are part from the same person and that person is you. So learn to appreciate them. I will give you an example. Let's take a negative emotion and I will show you how it's not so negative as you might think. Let's take fear. Fear, from one perspective, might hold us back from chasing things that we want to do and becoming our best self and all that. But from the other perspective, fear is the same emotion that will stop us from jumping off at the end of the cliff. It will protect us. Fear is the same emotion that will stop me from doing a a double air backflip because I'm not ready yet. And when I will try, I will just do one or none. (laughs) You know, fear can be considered a negative emotion, but still it's there to protect you and i want to give you a second example because that actually the second one is my favorite is the anxiety most people fear of anxiety they want to run away from anxiety they try to numb anxiety and eliminate it from our from their lives but that's not the real case i mean anxiety might sound as a negative emotion but it's the same emotion that tells you that that is something you care about. That's something that matters to you. So anxiety has wisdom. Every emotion, negative or positive, has some lessons for us, some, some wisdom for us, and has something for us to learn. They're all indications. Our emotions are bodily indications, nothing else. So stop labeling them and start dealing with them. Let them speak to you. Um, extract the wisdom out of them. And in that matter, 
when you stop labeling all these emotions as bad or good, then you will be able to deal with them. Then you will be able to reflect back in your earlier life and find what triggered this emotion to make you feel that way. What happened in your life, even if that been a week ago, a month ago, or years ago. And by dealing with this emotion, you will be able to stop binging every time you feel it. And when I'm saying binging, I don't only mean binge eating, maybe binge watching, maybe just any distract cope mechanism that you found just to deal with this emotion that you can't deal with it. Anyway, (laughs) I really hope this episode might help some of you because I want you to understand that I'm not talking here only about theoretical perspective. It's not that I just read a few studies and books and now I'm just making this podcast to give you the insight. I wanted to do this podcast because I had issue with binge eating. I had issue with binge distracting myself with any ways because I couldn't deal with my emotions because I was weak at this point of my life. And everyone is. Everyone else does the same thing. Sure, you're not alone. Every single person has some sort of coping, distracting mechanism to deal with these moments and emotions in in their lives that they can't deal with. But what I found from my journey and from some other people's journeys that I've read or coached or talked with is that the only way to become better at that, the only way to actually heal ourselves in the process is by dealing with this emotion is by dealing with this situation in our life, this, this memory, this whatever it might be for you, that is there for so long and we just ignore it. Personally, I had issues. I had some... I've, I've been through depression. I've been through a lot of negative emotions that I thought by distracting myself with work might make me feel better. And it did, temporary. But a few months after... It made me feel shit. It was even worse because when you when the realization moment comes to your life, you just realize that I should have dealt with this earlier because the longer I, I allow this to grow inside of me, the stronger it becomes. And the thing that helped me deal with most of my situation, I'm still dealing with some situations in my life, is mindfulness by bringing your awareness back to the moment, by bringing your awareness back to your body and your mind. (laughs) Anyway, I think that was a lot for one episode. Um, To take out is, I know how hard it actually is, but stop trying to numb any pain you have and start dealing with it. Because at the end of the day, in the long term, in the long run, this might help you feel much better. Your future self will thank you for that. Because it, may, it is hard to deal with these negative situations, emotions, everything in our life, but it's not going to be easier in the future. So you have to choose. You either deal with it now or deal with it later. Or never deal with it at all and have it as a monster under your bed, scaring you for the rest of your life. 
do you want to do that? Do you want to live life in fear? I don't think so. I don't want and I don't know anyone who wants that. So, thank you so much for listening and stayed with me until this point. And if you reach to that point, I also want to tell you that if you want to support this podcast, give it a subscribe or a follow in, I don't know, in what platform are you listening to it. And if you have any suggestions or any recommendations for episodes, um, don't hesitate to contact me on my social media. My Instagram is MaximusGeorge underscore. Thank you again, and I will end this episode by saying make your mission to make your future self proud of your current decisions. Bye.